Welcome to Dan's On Site with Dan Dutton and Dan Goley, a podcast and YouTube show dedicated to all things real estate, delivering market information, interviews from all perspectives, and tips for everyone involved in or interested in real estate. We'd love to hear from you. Dan's at dansonsite.com. Welcome to Dan's On Site. We hope that you enjoyed the mini episodes based on how many views, listens, however you want to count it, we got. We're popular. I would say super popular, actually. <laughs> In our own mind, quite frankly. <laughs> In our own mind, for no, sure. No, we're doing very well. We My appreciate all the love. listeners. Yes, we do appreciate all the listeners. And we appreciate all the fe- uh, positive feedback that we've received so far. So thank, thank you, you uh, very much. So we have a couple big announcements before we get into the show today. First big announcement is we decided to form a Facebook group. Something that I wanted to do for a while. I wanted to, we wanted to use this podcast to create a community and the Facebook group is just an extension of that community. A community for real estate professionals, those associated with the real estate industry, come share experiences, seek advice. Uh, as we grow, hopefully outside of just the Midwest, we can share referrals. I think in the current climate, networking is so huge. Uh, in any climate, but today it's how do you get out and network? Uh, we well, know. we're the world of Zoom, so those you know, those Facebook groups, any group like that, quite frankly, is going to make it a heck of a lot easier. Everybody's comfortable to the Zooms or Teams or whatever they're using, whatever they're using for sure. So the name of the Facebook group is Real Estate On Site, uh, just like Dan's, except Real Estate instead of Dan's. Come find us on Facebook, join, share your experiences. We have some different topics during the week. That we want to share. Now, Goalie, what's the other big announcement we have this week? We have a website. If you've listened to, and I'm sure all of you have listened to every single podcast we've had all the way to the end, you'll hear that uh, Mr. Dutton here on the closing will talk about our Spotify or Facebook and all this other great items such as YouTube. What we try to do is simplify it. So we created a website. It's been in work for a little while. We put a lot of hard work in. I'm kind of excited about it because our mock individual, I'm a big fan of the Rolling Stones, I was Mick Jagger. <laughs> you were. And you were Elvis. Yeah. We, that tried, was... we almost left the pictures that way, but we thought, you know, identifying might be a little bit better. So we decided to take new pictures, which almost broke a camera, I think, in the process. <laughs> but that's right. So, yeah, please, uh, we will still tell you, Apple, Spotify, all YouTube, all those places you can still find us. But... We made it easier. Everything's in one spot. The other great thing about the website is... Should we see what our website is? I don't think I said it. Go for it. That's probably important. Dansonsite.com. We made it super easy. D-A-N-S-O-N-S-I-T-E.com. So the other thing you'll be able to find out is information on the guests. We're going to do guest bios. So if you go back and you're like, wow, I'd really like to... Get in touch with Ted, Holly, or Tom Baldwin, or maybe Tim Raxius, uh, or our guests today that we'll get into in a second. You want to get, you want to find more information on them. You want to get in touch with them. That'll be on the website as well too. So before we get into the interview, you want to announce who we're uh, bringing in in just a moment. We are bringing in TJ Twit. He is the Omni Partners President and CEO. So he's going to bring in some insight, not only on his career, but kind of what he thinks uh, the road is for the future in commercial real estate. We're going to try to keep the positivity up today because as we record this, we just found out that college football is canceled for the year. So 
It's rough, rough day. It's been a rough morning. So uh, anyway, stick with us. TJ Twitt coming in in a second. Today, we're joined by TJ Twitt, President and CEO of Omni Partners. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to get you in. Probably should have got you in at the beginning. <laughs> well, we did the Omni Partners. When we did the Omni Partners office, we decided to create a studio because we knew this was coming. So this is the studio we're sitting in. Yeah, this sweet Perfect. studio. Also known as a conference room. <laughs> <laughs> shh, 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 don't yeah. tell them. So um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got yeah. started in real estate, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so uh, I got started, uh, I guess, just over 15 years ago and uh, got started, uh, actually was looking for a, a change of career uh, based on the travel demands of my previous career and the fact that my wife and I were uh, starting a family. So um, got uh, very fortunate, very lucky right away, got a job with uh, a, a well-known local family, uh, family-owned uh, commercial real estate development company called uh, the Slossberg Company, and uh, they got me started and worked there for a few years uh, and had incredible access, great experience with them. They treated me like family, um, uh, and and then moved from there to the Lund Company, which became Cushman and Wakefield. Again, very fortunate to have. Great leadership uh, with Jason Fisher, John Wand, and uh, then was hired away to to, to come here and and and, and start Omni Partners. Well, to, to to move World Group to Omni Partners, what is now Omni Partners. So, I remember when you were at Slossburg. I remember, I remember you <laughs> being at Marcus when I was at Slossburg. And I, I space from, uh, remember we, we, we met each other in the uh, Regency One building in the, the lobby. And it was, hey, you got a second to talk in your office real quick? And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is all about. And I think that was when you're doing the transition from, you're kind of grinding on it probably yeah. from Slossburg to Lund. And, right. um, and then it grew into here and it was... It was kind of interesting how was, I think we're going to have, have you ever met TJ Twitt before? I think he's coming in. I think that was when Randy Lendhoff was coming uh -huh. making the move. So that was interesting. And then we met, we came in here uh, to this office is what? Three? Just uh, three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago. It'll be four years in January. We'll do the video tour sometime. Do you think we should do the video tour? So how? I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you walk with an iPad uh -huh. and just start uh -huh. talking uh -huh. the whole time? I, mean, I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. So how was, you know, because we transitioned out of kind of world group and it made sense. Can you kind of give us a little background on the history of yeah. how um, that was all created? Yeah, the history of the company mm -hmm. and how Omni Partners came to be. Yeah, so the, the company was, as everybody, as you all know, and most of the people probably who watch this will know, it was world group. Um, so world group was started, um, I, I guess, maybe 24 years ago now uh, by Trenton mm -hmm. um, and Trenton Maggie started a company and then I would say 11 years ago the Selden organization um, bought a controlling interest in, in, in what was what was a world group and and really that was that was a transaction that that was that, that essentially created a a vertical or a circular uh, Little, little, uh, uh, a circular transaction for the Selden organization 
and what I mean by that is, you know, they have a million plus square feet of commercial real estate and they were third party managing it. And they, they then acquired controlling interest of a management company, um, basically taking money from one pocket and putting it into the, to, to the other pocket. And they had the critical mass to, to do that. Uh, so uh, World Group, uh, the bulk of the World Group managed portfolio was the Selden owned properties. Uh, there was then a change in in uh, in the, the dynamics of the ownership of the Selden organization that 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 uh, precipitated a change in controlling interest and in, in, in ownership interest in what was then World Group. Um, and for those for those reasons, they, they there were there were some changes that were going to be made, um, and uh, they they decided to uh, hire me and, and to, to facilitate some of the changes that they, that they wanted to see. We did not know at that point that we were gonna change the name of the company. And, and, uh, but that decision was arrived upon pretty quickly. Uh, we went through a, a process that I would actually love to do again, uh, where we, we engaged a, a, a third party branding and marketing company uh, called Nelson Cash, uh, named after Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash. And uh, they helped us create a name and, and create a brand that that was that that fit our ever, personality. Do you ever think we should be named after country music stars? Well, what I, was gonna, they, I was going to ask, like, who had? The I mean, Nelson and Cash had already taken. So I, I, I mean, <laughs> well, Johnny's dead, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's really, really, really he's ready ready to to That's amazing, actually. That's <laughs> yeah. just. We should yeah. thank Willie next time we see him for Omni Brothers. Yeah, we will do that. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, sorry for you no. Know, fast forwarding to today, you know, we're we're we are Omni Partners. Uh, the OM and the NE is Omaha, Nebraska, uh, as as you know, and and um, we we uh, manage a lot of uh, commercial property, just under five million square feet. Uh, we've got an office in Des Moines. Uh, we've got designs on opening offices in other cities. As well, uh, and and we're going to be very intentional and thoughtful about our our growth, um, but but uh, that's that's who we are and what our plans are. So, you have a unique perspective going from being a broker to now kind of being overseeing the whole company. You get involved in our construction department. Of course, we had Casey from USG on last week. You see what's happening in property management, and of course you still see what's happening in brokerage. And now during this time, COVID, and it's been a unique time, a first time experience for all of us. We haven't always gotten into a lot about property management issues on this show, but since you have that unique perspective, what are some of the challenges from property management perspective yeah. that have come up during COVID? Well, I think that the, the probably the biggest impact of property management from a, from a numbers, dollars and cents perspective is, is is we, property management fees are generated based on a percentage of, of, of rent received, right? So if you're not receiving as much rent, then the property management fees are reduced up proportionally, right? So if we're receiving 80% of the rent, then our property management department only receives 80% of the revenue. That aside, the biggest issue that, that, that's facing property management is, is how to, I hate to say it like this, but how to deal with people who are who are in experiencing COVID as directly as you can experience it 
from a business perspective. Their businesses are closed, right? So these people are calling our property managers to initiate conversations. Well, they have to deal with it. I mean, yeah. it's not like you can go it's, home you and work them on. It, and it is, it is yeah. one after the other. And I, 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 I was receiving some of those calls, but not even close to the number of calls that, that our property managers were receiving. So it's, it's, it's just that, that toll that that takes on you as an individual or as a professional where you're, 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 you can't, like you said, you can't run away from those calls. You have to take those phone calls. You have to be equipped to take those phone calls. Fortunately, we have a great team and, and they're- So how do, what's the, what's the advice we've been giving to landlords? And then on the flip side of that, what advice would you give the tenants when they're in yeah, that situation? So advice is, 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 a, um, is a word that's a little loaded. I, I, I don't know. I think the advice to, that, that, that I would give landlords is consistency. Is you know that 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 uh, and 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 figure out a plan, right? And then stick and then stick to that plan as closely as you possibly can. Now, in in the case of you know how do you deal with a mom and pop versus a, a an international gigantic corporation? It's a little it's a little different. Uh, you know, Jay Lerner says that from from the perspective of you know the, the giant the giant multinational corporation is. When you're when you're dancing with a 600 pound gorilla, the gorilla leads, right? And so you're you're responding constantly to to what these big big corporations are, are telling you they're going to do, right? They're not asking for permission; they're telling you. With with some of the local or the, the more mom and pop, it does get a little bit more involved, right? So I said create some consistency, but but there's a very there's there's a big difference in how you're dealing with with the problems of 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 those respective. Uh, companies, right? Or, or those respective tenants. Um, the advice that, that we're giving tenants, really it started very early on with, with how do you, how do you, how are you navigating the, some of the, some of the federal aid that's out there, the PPP being yeah. most significant. So, so we, we, we stayed up to date and educated on, on what was happening with the PPP. If you remember that rollout was, there was so much in, um, uh, inconsistency with the with the way that, that the information was coming. You talked to five lenders. It's crazy, right? Stories. And oh my God, I got my PPE loan, and I'm standing in the line. Right. You know, I'm standing yeah. in line. Mine's done. Going? I've already signed yeah, up. And, and so, so there was, was there was a lot of fear and uncertainty around yeah. that because, and it was all happening so fast. Yeah. Um. So 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 we were just trying to direct people to to what we what we considered the best outlets to get information at that point, but but. You know, Omni was going through this, this the same thing, right? I mean, we we it was it was tough for for, for us. It's interesting. So we had we had a couple of people on that you know, Tim Rex, his, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Baldwin, and his partner Ted Hawley. And one thing they both spoke about was the landlords. They have multiple landlords they deal with. The landlords that they were most impressed with were the ones that reached out right away. Yep. They communicated to them, responded to them, and we know how landlords work in this business. They want the tenants to do the same thing. For and sure. Dan and I talk about this communication subtopic that seems to come up in every single podcast, but that's really what we're talking about here too. It's very much so. And, and I, I, and I think you've talked about this on this podcast too. Like the, one of the things that, that I, I feel makes this entirely different than 2008 is in 2008, yes, you had, you had landlords sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. And, and, and I remember that I was taking those calls. And, and this time though, there, there's, I think there, there's a, everybody's in it together. There's a feeling of, of, of 
you know, every no one knows what's going on, right? There's no clear enemy, right? No, no not one party caused no, this no one caused it, right? So, so, so that's up for debate. Could be a country. We're, we're all well, well, it. I don't know that we're, we're not going to debate on this podcast. Like, <laughs> I can tell you that. But, but, but uh, 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 th- th- there's no, there's, there is a um, more of a of a collective in 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 this in this case. So. There's, I think, less reluctancy for one party to pick up the phone than than for yeah, than, yeah. you know what I mean. So, so I I will say that that for I don't think with with no exception I would say our landlords were offering as as much as they possibly could, but but what what's forgotten in all of this and what's unfortunately um, I would say somewhat sensationalized is. These landlords have problems too, right? They're they're not the one that makes the end all be all decision. They have lenders, right? And so, and the lenders were also waiting for some sort of regulatory direction that they weren't receiving. It, 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 you know, so there's this there's this trickle down or domino effect or whatever you want to call it. But but no one really knew what the heck was going on, right? And everybody well, they was were waiting. supposed to we were supposed to be closed out by now. If you really think yeah. about it, and now it keeps getting delayed and yeah. delayed and delayed. So, so, yeah, these all of these workouts, college football, all of these working yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> all of these were, were that wound is just fresh this morning. <laughs> so, so, uh, but all of these workouts that that were conducted and 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 um, proposed are are kind of expiring now, right? So, mm-hmm. no one said. You know, oh, we're gonna. For, no one in April was saying, oh, we'll forgive rent or we'll we'll, we'll work on some sort of uh, deferred rent rental payment and we'll extend it to September. No one was saying that. I, at least none of our clients mm-hmm. were saying that. So, what next? You know, what what now? And we're we're all going to be dealing with it together again, just like we were in April. Um, but but in in many ways, I think that 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 I wouldn't want to repeat this. At, by any stretch of the imagination, but in many ways, I do think that that you did see the best of people. I, I think you, you I saw think the that, best. I think that's right. You, well, everyone was together. I mean, yep. we were all in, we were all in this battle yep. together. And when you when you left um, Schlossberg to go into Lund, mm-hmm. the majority of your time was office, almost all of it. Yeah. And so some of the podcasts, and I think we've been on some or some meetings. It's always been this debate on office. We yeah. have Mark Mark from our yeah. office came yeah. in for the yeah, episode, great. which I thought was really fantastic and, and interesting, but office is super well, interesting. Well, I was uh, watching TV the other day, and the CEO of Cushman Wakefield came on. He said, when this is all going to flow out, whenever that is, 10% of current day or pre-COVID office numbers will stay home. So 90% will actually go. That's his take as of today. 90% will actually go back in the office. What do you think, all opinion, how do you think post-COVID mm-hmm. the office market's going to look? I mean, just in our little sub-market right here, we have several hundred thousand feet coming on the market. Is that still going to fill? Is it going to backfill? Is it going to reduce? How do you kind of see the office market changing? Yeah, I think I think that- We're not changing. Yeah, I would agree with with the CEOs from Cushman from and Wakefield sentiment. And I Obviously, I want to believe that, right? So, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to determine how much of uh, this is, a, is me trying to convince myself of, of what, I, or what I know I want to believe um, because of what we all do for a living. But, but I, I, I truly do believe that there, there's a lot of 
and I want to be careful here, but but I, I think there's a lot of decision making that's being done that's that's long-term decision making that's being that and the catalyst for that that, that long-term decision making is is what will I hope will be a relatively short-term issue, right? Mm -hmm. So so I think that there's there's I don't know if it's going to be a rubber band snapback. I don't I don't think it's going to be quick, but I do think that people want to be around people in their office. And I, I just think for, for Omni Partners and what we have going on with brokerage, property management, service, and construction, that if it, when, when we are at our best, it's when we have these accidental collisions in our office, right? Of yeah. brokers talking to Casey about this construction project, et cetera. So, so I, I actually think that, that productivity is, is, is an interesting word. So people, and I'm backtracking now, but what, what, what we heard over and over is, yeah, people are working from home, but gosh, productivity hasn't even slipped. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're hitting our, everybody's getting their work done, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that was true for us too, but you'll never understand or be able to quantify what the opportunity cost has been, right? Of not being in the office together. And I think that, that most, most people understand that, especially in service, in a service, uh, based industry that has multiple, you know, uh, uh, revenue sources like Omni, um, that, that those, those accidental or unintended collisions are what, you know, put gas in this engine. I think it's even more than that. It's that to some degree you lose communication mm -hmm. when you're not all in the office because of those accidents. You know, it's even, yeah, there's the coming together with, I have this idea. Oh, you had that idea? Well, what if we merge those ideas? Now we just all made money. But it's also the, you know, from our perspective, a landlord-tenant relationship maybe where you run into a property manager and they go, hey, by the way, the landlord said this about that space. You're like, oh, I was just talking to this tenant. Or maybe they say, this tenant's going out of that space. You're like, oh, I just did a show with this tenant over there, but this space is perfect for him. It's that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that you can never regain completely you when you're not in the office. You can't. And, and, and I've said since the beginning of us work. So we, we closed our office, as you guys know, on I think March 16th or something like that. We opened it on June 15th. And, and who knows if we'll have to close, if we'll feel compelled to close again. But I could probably do that, work from home for a long time, if I knew that there, the light at the end of the tunnel was a vaccine that, that eventually yeah. gets created and, and, and gives people the comfort and confidence to go back into the workplace. But working from home, I'm not equipped as an individual to do that for, for indefinitely. You know, and well, I just wonder, like, everyone's doing it this way. I mean, every company is, you hear some maybe all are in or all out, but once COVID clears, how many people continue with the kind of stay at home, not stay at yeah, home no. partial? And what does that do from a competitive advantage, you know, efficiency moving forward? How do companies yeah, handle that? I think there are many, many companies that adapt and have adapted better than others to working from home just because of the nature of their business, right? Mm -hmm. and, and there's no there, there's no right or wrong uh, there. Uh, you know, some people are just in the right business to do it, to do it more yeah. effectively yeah. and efficiently from home, right? Yeah. And, and so you see these huge corporations making these big announcements um, about never coming back to the word, coming back to the, the physical office, right? Well, if your home office is in Chicago, for example, and you have all these satellites, mm -hmm. but those people in the satellites are one or two people who can work from home, I think they'll be clearing out for sure. I, I think there's going to be a reduction for some of these companies. I, yeah. I, I think, 
I think that though that that um, companies that that require collaboration, um, you know, they're never going to be able to duplicate that in a work from home setting. Um, so I, I I do think that the opportunity cost becomes too great to 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 try and function entirely at home for a company that requires or that that benefits from knowingly or unknowingly from those accidental collisions. That, that well, I think there's also, look, we do more things in our home today than maybe we have for great, hundreds of years, point, right? Yeah. You take in entertainment at home uh, more so than you used to. You do all these things more so even before COVID started. But what really is the long-term impact to our society if we take away that social function that work provides a lot of people now? I'm not sure we're prepared or I'm not. I'll tell you right now, but of course we have to be social in our job, but I'm not prepared for that removal of that social part of my life. I'm not either. I'm not either. And, and, and I, I, I do, again, I think that some companies are, are better equipped and I think the people that work for those companies are probably better equipped um, than, than I am and than, that you are. But, but yeah, I don't want, I don't want the, the physical work environment to go away, definitely, for sure. Well, I mean, just... And I don't think it will. Some people downsized because they had a wide open, like a trader floor. Mm -hmm. You know, where you have all these wide open, you know, basically individual chairs at one long table. I think that, in my opinion, is going to go back to the traditional 10 by 10 offices or... <laughs> it's amazing. I remember this is probably going back 10 plus years ago. And they were talking, uh, there was a, a write-up about the new look of brokerage companies. They were doing away with offices completely, yeah. which had been the standard. Or like, trembles like Once you had yeah, reached Wide a certain open. thing, you got an office, whatever. They were, it was basically a bench, just like you're saying. It was a bench the whole way. You, you didn't have assigned seating. You just kind of come in and took whatever seat for the time. And now, like that, just will... But then again, I, maybe in 15 years we'll go, remember COVID, everybody go off of Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, frankly, I, I find, and this is my personal opinion, I know that there are brokerage firms that are wide open that, that are doing great, uh, have a wide open work environment. But to me, our, the, the content of our work, the content of what we're doing and the conversations that we're required to have, sometimes without knowing, right? Sometimes our phone rings too, right? We're not always the yeah. ones making the call. So sometimes you're responding to a ringing phone. And I think based on the content and the nature of our work, that that an in, in office setting where there's individual physical offices is just more conducive to the work that we do. My opinion. Well, confidentiality either. Yeah. I mean... So TJ, really appreciate having you in today. Thank Thanks you so me. much. We're gonna hold you to all the comments about the office market. We'll replay this and like Please do, why not? I mean, why not? No, I uh, just joking. <laughs> well, Amazon's uh, going brick and mortar now. Or, excuse me. We didn't even talk about Amazon well, going brick center. and mortar. That's right. Yeah. So real quick, I assume you saw the story on Amazon. Simon, right? Oh yeah. Taking uh they want to take over old series yep. and JC Penney's. And, and they're partnering whatever. with Simon. I, there's well, something about it. Yeah. yeah. Could this be the savior malls have been looking for? Maybe. I mean, knock on wood. Wouldn't it be great if it was? I mean, they, there's, there's. It's so interesting, though, isn't it? How how that 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 behavior, that that consumer behavior of going to the mall and and, and not knowing what you're looking for and like that. That's a that's a that is a very that's almost a, a impossible thing to explain to your to, to explain to my kids. Like this is what we used to do. This is how we used to shop. <laughs> But, we but went maybe. to the mall the other day, and my and 
I won't say which mall we were at, but one that needs a lot of help. It's not dead yet. The one that they haven't, the one that right. needs a lot of help that they haven't. Other stores left plans. the shop? My kids were wandering around the mall. And I was trying to tell them that mall was built in the early 90s. How that was like, we went there. I was yeah, from yeah. Lincoln, but we came up to visit our cousins. My, our parents would drop us off like, see you see later. Four hours. And my kids <laughs> would just stay at me like, why would you I know, do I know. Champs Bar was open. Well, Champs, That's where they the, were. the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I, I mean, look, I think there's the, the, the savior of malls. Who knows? I, I, I think that this is a really, it's a really great thought. Um, and and, and there's, there's, there's a lot of people smarter than me. That, that this is in the very front front and center of what they're doing every day and like the middle of their bullseye. I, I think this is as good of an idea as I've heard, quite frankly. It's also the real true story of being industrial and retail real estate becoming a hybrid. Great point. For not the first time, we've seen hybrids in the past, sure. warehouse stores, stuff like that. But this is a true, they're gonna ship out of here, yep. they're gonna receive out of here. I have to believe that they're going to have some sort of shopping on site. Some sort of retail. Yeah. yeah. Presence there Physical too. retail. Yeah. Because if you got people returning packages and they're getting a refund, maybe at the site, why wouldn't you want to guide them over here and be like, sorry, that TV didn't work, but have you seen this TV? Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. TJ, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me um, at my email address, tjtwit at omnipartners.com. Thanks again, TJ. So we told you about the website earlier. Now I don't have to go through and say find us on Apple, Spotify, but you can. It's YouTube. Dansonsite.com. Thank you very much. Dan Goley, I'm Dan Dutton. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks again for joining us. Find us on Facebook at YouTube, Dan's On Site. All your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We would love it if you hit the subscribe button and also leave us a review. Reach us at dans at dansonsite.com.